0: Hey ya, Mike. Hey, Susie. Do you know about fundraising everywhere? Psh, what do you think? I live under a rock? Of course I know. Fundraising Everywhere is a friendly online community that provides professional development, peer support, and networking for fundraisers and future charity leaders. Gee, you're a real whiz kid. What about Everywhere Plus? Do you know what that is? Well, Susie, that's gotta be... Well, surely it's... Well, I, uh... Oh, Mike, no sweat. I'll help you understand. Everywhere Plus is a virtual events platform and project management service that works with companies, charities, and not-for-profit organizations in the charity sector. They have the team and the tech to help folks go virtual for all their important events. They've got a custom-built platform that includes hybrid events, breakout rooms, space for sponsors, and multilingual hosting. Not to mention polls and Q&A, branded live streaming, and even a virtual recording studio. Well, hey, that's pretty hip, Susie. I think I'll go check it out right now. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Hello, my name is Nikki Bell, and I'm the co-founder of Everywhere Plus. And welcome to our spin-off podcast series, the Charity Virtual Events Podcast. And what we'll be doing in this Fringe podcast is speaking to virtual and hybrid event hosts, curators, thought leaders, professionals, so that you, the fantastic fundraiser that you are, will have the tools and confidence you need to move ahead with your virtual events. Hi, everyone. My name is Nikki Bell, and I'm the co-founder of Everywhere Plus, and we are the virtual events platform for charities. We've been kicking around since 2019, and we've helped hundreds of not-for-profit organizations host hundreds of events. And I'm really excited to share with you today everything that we have learned about virtual events and how you can use them to support other income streams. There we go. Uh, The event is live today and we are here. So if you have any questions, please just uh, pop them in the chat box or you have the Q&A function there as well. And we will be answering these at the end of uh, today's session. And just a little bit of housekeeping before we start. You can use the buttons underneath the video to navigate around the event site. Um, So you'll see a little button for the breakout room there. And what we'll do after we finish the presentation is we'll meet there and we'll have a chat on camera where I'll have the opportunity to answer any of your questions and also just maybe go through some ideas of uh, virtual events that you might have for this year. Uh, the event is recorded, so if you have to step away for a moment, I know it is half term for a lot of people, then that's absolutely fine. Uh, please do, you can catch up on it later, and you'll also just see a button there as well, so you can get in touch with us. So if you do want to demo For our event site. You can use that to get in touch with Simon, the other co-founder, and uh, he will gladly have a call with you. But you're here today on the event site anyway, so if that's not a demo enough, then, you know, what is? What is? Um, So what we're going to be covering today is what we've learned from hosting events for -for not-for-profit organizations, and we've worked with charities around the world in varying sizes. Uh, We've worked with Shelter, Food and Water Watch. Uh, we've even worked with some organizations as well, like GivePanel, Salesforce, uh, Blackboard, people like that as well. So, you know, we have lots of experience in this. So please just take the opportunity to ask any questions uh, that you have today and, uh, and and make the most of, of having us uh, here with you. Just a little bit of intro, that's me there. You've just seen me um, on the video. I've worked with uh, charity organizations for over a decade now. So I've worked in both in-house, roles as a fundraiser so I've worked in corporate, volunteering, individual giving, Uh, I've worked in community fundraising, digital fundraising Um, and you know we know the thing you know once a fundraiser always a fundraiser and I also worked as a consultant as well prior to setting up Everywhere Plus and fundraising everywhere And we started these organizations in 2019 because we knew the importance of hosting virtual events for charities. But we also knew that your time was uh, limited and we knew that, you know, for a lot of people, these skills were completely new. So that's what our team are here to do is we're here to make your virtual events as stress-free as possible. So you get end-to-end support with us, right from setting up uh, your virtual event, you get coaching calls with us. And then our team are actually there on the day for you uh, to run the event. Um, And we do that all through our own platform, which is built with engagement and experience in mind. Because we know that when your supporters come to your virtual event, they want to be wild. They want to have a great time. Um, and that's exactly what we're all about here um, at Everywhere. Plus, that's just a little bit um, about me and then my uh, the other co-founder, uh, Simon. He is here as well uh, in the in the chat box. Um so he can uh, he can chat with you as well. So moving on, why are virtual events key for charities? Well, I will tell you, uh, virtual events, as we have seen over the last couple of years have been such a key communication tool between community and cause. Of course, during the pandemic, it was the only communication tool uh, that we had that had a human element to it because of distancing. Um, And it just proved to be so beneficial um, for charities, for extended reach, you know, not in terms, not just in terms of the audience that you were getting there because, you know, people didn't have to travel uh, and more people, therefore, were available to you to attend. But even the people that you could get to your events, that opened up a whole host of, of opportunities and possibilities, One of the organizations that we worked with on our platform, they held a virtual gala, And when they hosted their gala in person, uh, they had a hundred thousand dollars target that they had to reach. And that was never achieved. When they hosted the gala online, they smashed the hundred and sixty thousand dollar mark. And they did that because they were able to get people from out of state. They were able to get speakers at their events uh, that would just never have been possible in an in-person setting. So the opportunity and reach there is is huge. It goes without saying that the ROI on virtual events are brilliant you know you're not having to pay for a venue you're not having to pay to feed and uh and, and, and water people <laughs> you know all of that uh gets removed and also the benefit of no risk assessments uh, which having been involved in in-person events before i can tell you that that is a dream uh to, to do away with obviously the fundraising opportunities there like i've mentioned are are brilliant um and it's just a brilliant way for accessibility and inclusion as well we've worked with many uh, charity organizations on our platform whose audience are people that are vulnerable Um, and by hosting events and webinars uh, through this method they were able to reach and connect with these people in a way that had just never been possible before and they will continue to do this Uh, we do have loads of data uh, and insights available So we've surveyed over 500 charity organisations who've held virtual events in the past couple of years. And we were able to plot out the impact of what that has had on fundraising. And that will be available within the next couple of weeks. So please do keep an eye on your emails uh, for that data coming through very soon. And we will have so much more on that, on how virtual events are helping. Okay, so. Now that we know how fantastic virtual events are, and I'm guessing you're here because you already know that and you want to find out how to take it to the next level. What I'm gonna share with you now is how you can build these virtual events into your strategy for maximum impact. And then later on, I'm gonna share with you the kind of events that you can host that can support your multiple income streams. Uh, So first of all, you want to set your goals. Now, one of the challenges that we've seen for charities in the last couple of months is that when now that we know that in-person events are a possibility and whether you're comfortable with doing that, whether your supporters are comfortable doing that, that's completely your shout. Um, But the goals that we had in 2019, those have changed now because the the world has has changed um so there's a, a few different ways that we can start afresh from this and start to weave in virtual events as part of your event planning for 2022. Now by now I'm assuming you have hosted virtual events which means that you have feedback and data to show where you've been and therefore can tell you where you are about to go. Now, be ambitious with these goals. The beauty of the last couple of years is that it has normalized this method of communication. I think when I was a community fundraiser for the British Heart Foundation, when I would try to set up video calls or Zooms, it was met with a bit of, oh, that feels a bit too personal for me, Um, I prefer to meet in person. But now, now that we've had a couple of years where It's been normal to engage with brands, with companies, with friends, you know, with charities in this way. It's a wonderful way for us to just grasp onto that and continue that forward. Um, And please do talk to your audience as well about what kind of event types they would like. And, of course, match that with the data just so you can start to build up a picture of the kinds of events that you should be hosting. Your virtual events program should always be made up with testing and refining and using feedback and using that data to get it, you know, as spot on as you can. But one thing that we have learned from our time in virtual events is that, you know, what people want and what they need, um, it, it moves continuously and, and we need to be aware of that. For example, when we hosted our ver- first virtual event uh, in September 2019, that was 12 hours long uh, and people came to it and there's some people that stayed for the 12 hours. But now, of course, that we have so much more uh, online interaction, that that doesn't, that doesn't work anymore. And we're actually finding now that the three hour mark uh, tends to be a, a good timing for, you know, selling tickets to an event, but then people typically stay at these things for an hour and a half, which I think, you know, that's still a good sign. And, and you as a charity organization, mm-hmm. um, if you're going to be hosting engagement events, stewardship events, an hour is a brilliant amount of time uh, to hold and capture uh, their, their attention. And we need to look again at what our success uh, metrics are on this, because, you know, um, a lot of the events that we're hosting at the moment, they're not just fundraising. Um, So sometimes it can be hard for us to measure whether or not something's actually worked and therefore it can be harder for you to continue that in your events planning. So, um, you know, if if you do have 400 people coming to your event, we we typically see a 50 percent live conversion to live attendees is a really good indicator uh that, that that's that, that's working so 50% conversion and then obviously from that 50% there what is it that you want them to to do uh, is it a legacy event uh that you therefore want x amount of pledges on later so therefore you know how long are people watching your event for? How long were they engaged for? Did they attend? It goes beyond so much more than just the money that comes through. There's other layers to it as well because you know your your attendees might be switched on, but are they tuned in? Uh, and that's something that we work really hard uh, to to achieve because we know that for you, engagement and relationship building is is key. And then once you've done all that, just setting your OKRs, so your objectives and your key results. This is a a, a way of um. Monitoring uh, success and progress that I like to work on because it keeps it nice and simple. So, what is your big goal? What is it that you want to achieve with your virtual event? And what are the key three things that need to happen in order for you to to do that? And that might be the success metrics that we've we've already we've already spoken about. So, next is planning your budget. So, we are talking about the money. So one of the challenges that i have seen charities face in the in the last couple of months is starting to plan for both in person and virtual there's a pressure from boards from senior leadership to host events that are going to succeed in whatever you know measure of success is for you as as we've just spoken about And we know, obviously, that in-person works because, you know, we did it for numerous years before the pandemic hit. So it can be quite difficult to plan in virtual when, you know, we have this option over here, which is safe and it's easy. But as we heard at the beginning of today's session, there's so many more benefits from that that can help. And I do recommend that you keep an eye for our um, research data coming through soon, because this will give you all of the data and insights that you need to be able to confidently plan for virtual events in your 2022 strategies. Now, a couple of ways that you can make the budget work for this is to adapt your in-person events to allow for online. So we know and from personal experience going to an in-person event, they're not as big as they used to be. Um, I was at an event in November um, and I was sitting in a session that was an hour and a half and I left after 40 minutes because it was too long because I'm just so used to being in an online space now that uh, capacity has changed. And I think this year will Be a lot of us like working out what that looks like uh, when when working together. So we don't have all the answers now, but obviously from personal preference. We know as well from uh, support feedback from our charity organisations that they want smaller in-person events. So not only are they going to be shorter, but also the capacity that people are comfortable interacting with is smaller as well. So therefore... By adapting those in-person events that will leave you enough budget to be able to host your your online events and your online events don't have to be expensive the gala uh, that i that i told you about at the beginning of today's event that raised over one hundred and sixty thousand pounds you would be surprised to learn that that event in itself it costs around the one pound mark to to host so roi on that was was huge uh so well done um to to that team Um, Another thing that you can do with your budget is to make your virtual events work harder for you. Um, So with virtual, you open up so many more opportunities in terms of capacity. You can have more people coming to your event uh, because there's no limits on how many people can get there. Um, So on our platform, because the virtual events platform is web-based, there's no limit uh, to how many people that you can have attending there. It also op- opens up opportunities for your sponsors to come through because there's so many more things that they're able to sponsor with online. So obviously you have the traditional and typical uh, logo placement, but online actually offers a much better interaction for them to be able to engage with your audience. So people can host video calls with them. They can download their contents that so they can get their data. They can be part of speaking at the event. So definitely uh, utilize those opportunities to the most of their potential. And if you have a sponsor for your in-person event, make sure that you add on the virtual uh, as, a, as an additional part of that and increase your costs uh, to reflect so. And what we're about to talk about today in terms of working with your teams to make sure that your virtual events are supporting other income streams, share the budget. Uh, So that's another positive of working with your team in that space as well. Now, it goes without saying that working with your marketing team on your virtual events is so key. And it's so important to do this from the very early stages. Working with your marketing team means that from day one, you can think about long term plans. The most successful charities that we see host in virtual events are the ones that plan in a very clear uh, end goal for these particular individuals and they know pre-event what journey they want to take these people on post-event and working with your marketing team are key for that because you can spot opportunities, you can spot gaps, but you can collect the right data from, 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 from day one. It's important as well to know from your uh, your work with the marketing department what people that you already have connections with and actually across any departments that can help you expand your, your reach. So for example, when we're hosting our events on, on our platform, when we develop our program of speakers, we're really careful to plan in our EDI goals right from from day one. But also, we look at from these people who can actually help us get this word out further. So much like community fundraising, you know, you have one event that you're sharing on with ten people, and what assets and, and what information do those ten people have to then share that on with ten more of their people, and you just continue that growth and, and that uh, that building as you go. And depending on what's right for your event. Um, you can even get people signed up as affiliates so that they are incentivized uh, for marketing that event as well. And if you have any questions about that, we'd be happy to share that with you because that's something that we do um, for our own events. Um, and definitely work with your marketing and your digital teams to plan ahead for content. So any content that you are developing as part of the marketing, as part of the event itself will help for future events down the line. When you come to market this. Um, so we had an event on the platform for East Anglian Anglian Air Ambulance. Um, and I'm going to be showing you some examples of their events in just a moment. Um, and they were really careful through their virtual and hybrid events to make sure that they they got testimonials, they got snippets just so that they could use that um, to, to help uh, share down the line what the events were all about. Because, again, one thing that we have learned from hosting virtual events is that you really need to show people uh, what they're going to expect. uh, And that's what gets them there. And again, that's another beauty of hosting your events on somewhere other than Teams or Zoom, because people are so used to those being work communications now. And when they come to an event, they want it to be an experience. So definitely as well, think about the platforms that you're hosting your events on there, just to add a little bit of variety and excitement to these attendees to really make sure that they want to come along. All right, and before I come on now to show you some examples, just one final tip from me about building these events into your fundraising strategies. And the uh, these are some pieces of advice uh, that we we have heard from Philippa at East Anglian Air Ambulance, and I'll I'll be sharing some of them from her in in just a moment. But you want to plan early. Uh, please do give yourself plenty of time to map in these events. We have had experience. I personally have organised a virtual event within ten days that had three different rooms happening at a time. We had over 40 speakers and we had 4000 attendees. So, yes, you can do it. Would I recommend it? That's a that's a different answer. Um, So definitely allow yourself uh, plenty of time and draft your event map. You know, who is coming to this event? Why are they there? What do you want them to do post event? What do they need to see? Who can you work with in your multiple departments to, to bring this uh, to life. Are there any gaps? Is there a place within your event calendar, your communication calendar, where these events should be? Definitely work with, you know, your uh, your, your corporate teams, your individual giving teams, your, your community teams, your community fundraisers. And I'm not just saying this as an ex-community fundraiser, but they have so much knowledge to give because they are out dealing with all of these people at any one time. Uh, definitely involve your marketing team at the very early stages because obviously they're going to be supporting you and getting this out there, whether it's with comms or graphics or or, or copy and just maximize any opportunities that you have there to elevate what you're already working on. You know, a virtual event, um, and elevating your virtual events doesn't have to be something new in the calendar. It could be enhancing something that you've already already got going on. Um, So for example, you know, at the moment we have quite a lot of uh, fundraisers signing up for Great North Run which is great uh, the, the ballot closes soon and um, so people will be finding out if they've if they've got their places so you already know as part of your great north run plan and that you're going to have to be engaging with these people to give them tips and to give them shout outs and things like that so just repurpose that content and just put it into a virtual event get everyone together do celebrations as people reach milestones you know you can have the pasta party online with recipes and with a chef there doing a cook along it doesn't have to be a brand new event just look at what you've got going on already and think right how can we elevate that by bringing people together and engaging with them in a human way on an exciting platform. So as promised, here are some examples of events that have been hosted on our platform and how these charities have used them to reach multiple audiences. So this event is hosted by Illinois Food Bank, and this is uh, one of their galas in one of our watch party rooms. Now, on the main stage, so the main stage is similar to the event page that you're seeing now. You know, you've got the video, you've got the chat box, you've got the buttons. They had that in there, and anyone was able to attend and interact with the uh, with the audience, which is great, you know, if you bring in your individual given teams along, so your individual given supporters along, or your community supporters along. You know, there's no limit to that. It's open; anyone can come. But what they did alongside that is they hosted these watch party rooms. Now, these watch party rooms are invite only. Uh, so these people that are in here, they had the special link to come in here. They were able to watch this video and they were able to interact with each other and have fun in a very personal way. And you can see here that they even, you know, they took it a step further and they got dressed up from it, which, which I think is is lovely. Now, the beauty of this is, is that then you are able to engage with your corporates. You know, you can uh, invite your high net worth individuals along to this. Similar events to this that we've hosted have used these to bring royalty in, celebrities in, because the beauty of these rooms is that Those people, their data isn't shared with anybody on this event platform, not even us. And so it definitely protects the people that you're inviting along. And therefore, it can increase your chances of getting a yes uh, if you want to to invite uh, someone VIP along to your event. The next example that we have here is from our friends at Refuge, um, and they hosted with us uh, in 2021 and 2022, although it hasn't happened yet, their International Women's Day event. And we love this one because it was open for uh, their audience. um, So they had uh, survivors of of domestic abuse attend this event. And again, you know, the medium of this for those people was so important because, again, there was no sharing of data. People could log on under an alias if they Wanted to. That's how this particular event was set up, and there was a choice so that people didn't have to have their their cameras on or engage in a in a visual way, uh, if that wasn't right for them. So that that was great for this organisation. And um, but what I love about it is that they pulled in lots of resources um, from across their team to uh, To make this event happen. Um, so they had celebrities coming in, they had um, experts coming in and, and doing cook-alongs. They had some of their teams coming in and doing, um, and, and doing talks to tell them about the organization and what they were up to. They worked with their corporate partners. So one of their banks, their supporters came in and, and taught the women um, financial safety and looking after themselves in that way. Uh, they worked with their community teams to bring people in from the community and do uh, sound baths and yoga. So I love this particular event for how they actually utilize the different departments and brought everyone together. Um, And I think it's such a lovely way for charity teams to be able to see how they are all interconnected and how they can actually make that come together in in one fantastic event. So well done uh, to the team at Refuge for, for, for pulling that off. and good luck for your next one. And here's the event uh, that I mentioned earlier from East Anglian Ambulance and they hosted their roadshow in a hybrid model. So they had some people there in person, as you can see, nice uh, small crowd, and they streamed it into our platform where they had a much larger uh, online audience engaging with this uh, from from their own homes um, and from their their own locations. And uh, and one of the ways that I, I love what they did with this event is that the experience um, of both the the online and the offline a- event were different. Um, so as the online people had a break, sorry, as the in-person uh, people had a break, the online people had some entertainment and they had some of their staff uh, doing a, a dance for them. Um, and they had tours of, of the hangars and people were able to engage and, and ask questions. Um, and again, I thought that how they actually used the programme to uh bring people into into this event from across their multiple departments was a great way for them to see that not only the good stuff that happens when you share resources but just how you know the the, the multiple departments all interact with each other and and support each other now this is going to be like my key learning for today and I want you to all take note of this. When we think of virtual events and especially since we've been running virtual events during the pandemic we've thought of them as uh, an immediate converter. So it might be, you know, increasing your list, it might be raising money, uh, it might be, you know, uh, getting people to sign up to a campaign. And yes, those events uh, are uh, beneficial, they have maximum impact. But what we are seeing is that the charities that use virtual stewardship events are the ones that are going to transform their fundraising strategies in 2022. So we can use these virtual events as ways to keep in touch with people between the asks. And we know as fundraisers that that's where great fundraising happens. So again, just going back to your planning advice that I gave you before, thinking about where you can use these virtual events to increase your chances of success when these eventual campaigns happen. So for example, if you do have a direct mail that's landing in May and it's themed around a particular topic, host a virtual event. Um, in the in the weeks leading up to that so that you can engage people uh, with your team with beneficiaries telling stories humanizing the process add humanizing the process and adding some emotion to this and you will see an increase on the take up of that from the people who are there thank you events are so so important for us to update people on where that money is going uh, how it's going to be spent and of course how much you appreciate them host that in a virtual event, because then you can bring the people in there who have been affected by it, who are going to be helped by the money, and people will start to form that understanding, they'll start to form that bond. And again, you will increase your chances of success when there is an eventual uh, subsequent ask further on uh, down the line. So yes, definitely think about how to use virtual events to enhance your existing events program in 22. But please, please, Plan in some stewardship events in your program just to boost your chances of success there even further. Okay. And here is Philippa from the East Anglian Air Ambulance with her advice on how you can plan in successful virtual events into your 2022 strategies. Now, Philippa said, treat online and offline as separate events. And we couldn't agree more. It's a different audience, different format, different requirements. Um, So what they did, like I mentioned, you know, they had the entertainment when people were taking a break in person, the sessions will be shorter. There's just a little bit more engagement that has to happen on online. Um, And some advice as well from Simon, uh, who again is here in the chat box. You don't even have to host them at the same time. And that should hopefully uh, make your planning uh, a lot easier as well. We've we've had some instances where uh, the, the charities have hosted their in-person events and they've made a track of what people like, you know, they've made some recordings and then they've hosted that on a virtual event two weeks later. And that is absolutely fine. Uh, Philippa recommended to get the tech right. She quite rightly pointed out that when you invite your donors into these engagement events, they want an experience and the platform that you choose can reflect um, on your professionalism as a charity organisation. So our platform, where they hosted the event that can be fully branded to whatever the the client specification is. So if you want it just really plain, really sleek with a logo, we can do that. If you want lots of interaction on there um, so we can actually embed social media walls, we can do uh, quizzes, we can do Q and A's, we can do that. But I guess that's our benefit of having been fundraisers and and charity employees before is that when we work with uh, a, a host We know what it is that they're trying to achieve with their events, so we can help them get that right from the outset. Um, And like it's been mentioned already, obviously, you can tell that this is really important. But uh, allow yourself um, plenty of time whilst you can do things um, quickly. You know, we we typically say like a month uh, to get an event set up and marketed. But when you allow yourself a, a lot more time, it's a lot more pleasant for all involved. Now, hopefully, you know, you're already here because you see the value of virtual events and you just want to find out how you can plan these into uh, your strategies for, for, uh, for this year then I don't have to sell you on this idea. But maybe you need to go back to your team now and get them on board with it. Please do show them this recording. Uh, Please do show them the research data that's going to be released in a couple of weeks that just really prove the the value of of live virtual events. But just a reminder to you as well to use the data. You know, you have all of those insights from uh, the events that you've already hosted, the feedback from people. um, Pull that together and just see where you've been uh, to find out where you're going. And again, you know, showing the proof on that if you hosted a virtual event, let's say in 2021, and then you had a campaign run a month later, how much did that raise compared to the same uh, event or campaign the year prior? And were those people who gave more at that event? We can start to piece all of this together to paint a picture of what kind of events you should be doing and where, and just be, be prepared when you're going into these meetings. So, be prepared that quite a lot of people are excited to get back to in person. Quite a lot of people are, are done with Zoom and with Teams. But if we can go into these uh, with meetings with our teams to influence them to start doing more live virtual events in their 2022 strategies and show them, you know, that there are alternative platforms available, that there are charities that have had huge success with that, then it's, it feels a lot more comfortable for them. Uh, to be able to to say yes, um, and give you the support that you need to to plan these into it. And you know, by all means, do get in touch with us, we'll be happy to chat. Um, if you're a member, a Fundraising Everywhere member, um, then you actually get uh, 20% off your virtual events on our platform as well. And of course, we give you coaching from start to finish on that. And we even host your event for you. And we actually host free coaching calls uh, as well for our members. So if you just want to chat to us um, about uh, virtual events and how you can make them work for you, then please do get in touch. But if you're not, there's still the opportunity to talk to us now. So you'll see underneath the video, uh, there is a button that says breakout room, both myself and Simon are going to head across there now. And uh, we will be in there to answer any questions that you have any questions that have been put in the chat box. Or uh, in the Q&A function. We'll, we'll go through those, but we can actually just have an open discussion now, find out what your particular challenges are, what you're working on, and we can help you to overcome them. So please do come and join us in the breakout room. You can have your camera off if you want to. You can just use the chat box if that's more comfortable um, for you, or if you're sold and just you want to book a demo and you want to just get straight on and organising uh, your events in 2022, then you can see that that button is there as well. And um, So I'm going to dip off here. I'm going to head. In- to the breakout room and I will see you there in just a moment.